it meant anything goes. Anyone could die, anyone could fall in love, anyone could die, anyone could fall in love, anyone could die, anyone could die. Agent Concept was so cool. Agent Apocalypse. Concept was so cool. People couldn't believe it. Had to believe it. People couldn't believe it. That thing, they had to believe it. Everything that you hit on the down level. At the window. Everything that you hit on the down level. At the window. Everything that you hit on the down level. At the window. Jeremy Greer. And I'm Gary Butterfield. And this is the amazing Days of Future Cast. We should add adjectives, adjectives? to this podcast every single time yeah. that we introduce it. Yeah. I like uncanny. So the uncanny Days of Future Cast. <laughs> Episode one through 149 was adjectiveless Days of Future Cast. And now, <laughs> from now on, we're going to be in many different routes. <laughs> I can't wait until we get to Days of Future Cast Gold Team. <laughs> uh, I also, uh, I know this is getting into business quicker than we usually do. I love it. But I just noticed something. I have to say it out loud. Uh, why is the cover of this Apocalypse teabagging Magneto like they're just playing Fortnite or something? Okay, so. I, playing Call of Duty. I, I was going to talk about this because I didn't read this as teabagging. <laughs> I thought that she, he was doing like that, that porn star pose where you put your feet down and then do the, and do the cowgirl thing. Instead sure. of just using, instead of just laying, yeah. it's, you know, standing up on Underneath. your knees and doing it. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And I was going to give, you know, Apocalypse points for some athleticism. Like, that's good. Like, that's, you know, some yeah, yeah. leverage. It, and it some requires pressure. a good core to, yeah. to, to fuck Magneto like that. <laughs> Magneto. You know? Apocalypse does look like he has a good core. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's, he's, <laughs> and, Magne- and Magneto has an excellent uh, when you nut and she keep going face going on right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Please stop. Uh, Please stop. <laughs> God, stop. <laughs> Out of crumb. Um, yeah. Um, Charles, Charles, you drain me dry. You know, he just says he's no out of more, Charles. He's just out of genetic material. Yeah, this is how Onslaught was formed. The, uh, <laughs> Mr. Sinister is down there and saying, it's just dust. I can't do anything yeah, with this. It's just dust. Just scraping his vast deference. The, uh, but yeah, this is a real weird po- pose. Like this is as undignified as I've ever seen Apocalypse. Yes. Uh, doing this porn star teabag pose. Um, and, you know, uh, Magneto laying on uh, below him like a lover or victim yes uh, either or um so we, we start this issue um which i don't really remember anything that's been happening in this oh this is the this is them saving the people so the, with all of the this is the evacuation yeah, so yeah, we've yeah. shifted gears mm-hmm. uh they, they've done the evacuation that was the first uh part of this and then now we're going to deal with um apocalypse attacking the mansion and the x-men responding to that yeah um, I want to draw attention. Like, I like the the name of this issue is called Parents of the Atom. Yeah, sure. Uh, finally, you know, there's been so many stories called Children of the Atom. It's like a really big X Men mm-hmm, thing. Mm-hmm. But those children's got parents. I yeah. mean, I'm sure that they've done this, but like uncles, step cousins, uncles of the Atom, step cousins of the cousin of the Atom. I like stepchildren of the Atom. Um, that's like the Inhumans. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what that is. Uh, <laughs> Did you hear that Marvel has apparently acquired the Aliens and Predator franchises or IP or whatever the fuck you call that nowadays? Ooh, um, I did not know that. And yeah, like I saw it on Twitter because the first thing I hear about it is a dunk of like, yeah, I can't wait for all those rated PG Alien movies, and I'm like, just 
stop with the dunks already. You don't yeah. have to be that cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I love, I love, I love the nonstop dunking on things we know literally nothing about. Exactly. Like yeah. tw- Twitter is just a place to process news through a "this will suck and everything always sucks" uh, frame from like forty people at the same time. Yep. <laughs> um, and it's like I, like I, I'm a curmudgeon, like as a critic, like I, you know. There's like, you know, joke, like you were making that joke about me not liking The Last of Us and Cole liking it and stuff. I get that. But the difference between me and that is I actually play or watch the shit. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, I don't like stuff sometimes, but I'm not just going to be like, this thing's coming down the pike. It fucking sucks. You know, I, um, oh, I actually, like, I actually hesitated on, before posting that because I was worried, like, am I hitting like, cause nothing sucks than to have something true stated about you. Like, it's funny. Like, you never want to joke about something that's yeah, yeah. true. And I was like, th- like, this isn't, am I hitting too close to home? Because people actually like complain about this to Gary all the time. And I didn't think it was because it was so far to f- the fucking left field yeah, yeah. of what you I, usually are. That, like, not only do I like the last of us, but if I wasn't going to like it, it wouldn't be because it was feminist. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's not me. It's also, it's funny too. Uh, every once in a while, I'll watch out for fireballs. Uh, Cole gets cranky about like Cole erasure. Where like he's cranky about something, but nobody ever like we'll do an episode where both like real mean to it, and then people will be like, "I can't believe Gary was really mean to that game," and Cole was like, "I fucking hate that game." <laughs> like, I, was, I said it was this, and nobody like <laughs> it's just because he's more soft spoken. Everybody like uh, assumes that he likes it. Oh, that's really funny. Uh, yeah, that's great. That's funny. Yeah. Um. So this starts off with like everything in the X Men universe <laughs> reflecting on Charles Xavier. I um yeah. before we before we even get too far into this 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 thing that they have carved onto Charles Francis Xavier's tombstone, which is uh, any dream worth having is a dream worth fighting for, just feels like the live laugh love of the X Men, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like this feels like the most yeah, generic yeah. fucking uh, bullshit. Uh, you know, I skate to where the puck puck is, or if you're not the if you you're not paying, you're the, you're the you're the you're the product being sold, kind of bullshit. Yeah, yeah. I love the idea of them making replicas of this tombstone in a target and hanging and them up hanging in the house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I I'm sure that with the new Age of Apocalypse stuff, there's been some story where Xavier visits it. Of course. Yeah. You know, and if not, that's a great pitch. Somebody do that. Mm-hmm. Um but him seeing this and be like, oh, oh, this this is what you took from my entire body of work. Interesting. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. You know, yeah, I went to Oxford, sure. right? Uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of educated. You know, I contain multitudes there. Okay. <laughs> pretty, um, pretty yeah. sure this is just a Martin Luther King quote that I just had mentioned somewhere. Like, and it wasn't. It's kind of out of context too. This feels real yeah. bad. Can we? Yeah, this wasn't a paper. I cited this as a source. Like, did you not read the footnote? <laughs> cited this Here, as a I'm source. Put you. it on my tombstone. Jesus Christ! Yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's a powerful own to put something somebody didn't say on their tombstone. <laughs> Like when you're talking about that comic about the last of us, like it is fine to put up that comic, but if you put that quote on my tombstone, dude, then we, then we'd throw hands, <laughs> ghost hands. Uh, <laughs> so. I just, I just imagine people wandering into that library in, or not library, the cemetery in France and writing Jim Morrison lyrics on like HP Lovecraft's tombstone. <laughs> <laughs> Or like Shauna and lyrics on Jim Morrison. Sure, yeah, even better. Yeah, yeah, the monkeys. The monkeys is where I was you know? about to go. <laughs> the powerful way to get haunted by an annoying ghost. <laughs> I'm Jim Morrison. Ooh, are you yeah. coming through from the other side, Jimmy? <laughs> yeah, have you broken on through? Yeah, uh, presumably. I'm sure that guy's done some shit. Um, all I, all I know really about Jim Morrison and I was kind of like weirdly obsessed with that dude when I was way way young um, in his weird book of poetry but like when that movie came out um, <laughs> what, 
what was the line? He like did a um oh that's yeah he does a like a, a ceremony with the witch in the desert or something and it's like mm-hmm. bonds the two of them together and then later in the movie he just cold breaks up with the chick and he's like and she's like we did a blood ceremony and he's like I'm sorry baby I was high. <laughs> 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 that, that's I, vivid that memories so of that from i don't even i guess that's an oliver stone movie or something i don't know why they were letting yeah, me watch yeah. the jim morrison documentary uh, i'm sorry baby i, uh, I was high yeah, i was high that's funny i've not seen that when you said that movie i was thinking of wayne's world 2 where he shows up <laughs> oh, i forgotten about the, uh, the ghost of jim morrison is a big part of that movie um so Magneto is reflecting on Xavier's grave, <laughs> yes, as he often By does. the way, we're a comic book podcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, in full costume. And he's doing it while they're being attacked. Like, yes. where we last left this was in the last episode of X-Men, or issue of X-Men, where uh, there has been a threat-level apocalypse, a.k.a. DEFCON Armageddon. <laughs> Very confusing. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so he is he's he in gets, he's in yeah, full targeted. costume and like talking about uh all of the stuff that he's going to do and he gets targeted uh by Bishop. Um and then they have yeah. this conversation and he's like, I can't believe you have time to reminisce. Like, I'm gonna shoot you. And Magneto's like, No, you're not, I'm just gonna destroy your gun, and then rebuilds the gun in his hand, which is gonna be like an important thing later. Um mm-hmm. and then tells Bishop, like, please fire over my left shoulder. And he does where he hits an infinite Um, and all of these infinites were brought in by the vanisher who has Loki horns that are connected to his shoulder pads. Yeah. Vanisher age of apocalypse. Vanisher is not a great costume. I gotta say (laughs) Uh, he's basically an infinite. He's just like an infinite with extra headgear and powers. Yeah. Not a good look for vanisher. All of, all of the vanisher stands. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He's out. Uh, He, uh, he brings them all and then disappears. Um, you know, they call him a coward. Uh, I was like, oh, this is his job. Um, Magneto kills all the infinites. They're made of metal. Good job, guys. You know, it d- doesn't, doesn't seem that, uh, that much. And Bishop is like, that's too easy. And Magneto's like, of course it was like apocalypse is actually here and he's waiting to strike. You know, uh, this is actually going to be a huge problem. And then bam, apocalypse is there. And I want to take a moment to camp out on this drawing of apocalypse cradling. Okay. Uh, Magneto after smashing him. Mm-hmm. Can you uh, suss out the anatomy of this? No, I cannot. I find this very difficult to figure out what's happening Yeah, because it looks like there's two legs. Yeah. So, okay. Apocalypse is crouching down on like a, on a pile mm-hmm. of rubble. Um, mm-hmm. In between his legs um, is Magneto, and his chest is pressed against, like his torso is pressed against his left leg. Magneto's torso is pressed against Apocalypse's left leg. And yes. then his legs are kind of splayed out in front. And the problem is, like, part of his cloak is behind one leg, and then part of his cloak is in front of yeah. the other leg. So it just looks like nonsense legs all over the place. Yes. Um, it, it's, it's very Twister. Also, Apocalypse brought his own skulls. Very cool. <laughs> I just noticed that. Or that's Xavier's skull. Or this is joining the party skull. a little late. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> From absolutely. smashing into the grave. Um, and, like, I don't know why they drew Magneto uh, looking like he is having the most restful sleep that he has ever had. I look at this, this and is I am s- super jealous. <laughs> like, I would like, I would like Apocalypse this to cradle Casper to Mattress. Yes, Dad. exactly. CasperMattresses.com slash Age of Apocalypse to get this free mattress and get the best night's sleep you've ever had. So um, fucking weird. Uh, I want to go, I want to go um, back uh, just real briefly because Magneto mentions that, or the narration mentions that he's only is wielding a fraction of his powers. Is that, yeah. is that something we've talked about or is that new? Because it's mentioned at the end of this book too. And I don't, 
I was reading this and I'm like, am I just this fucking like, do I have this many holes in my brain that I don't remember something we covered like two weeks ago or we have, this has not come up in the comics we've covered. Okay. I think it happens in one of those prequels. Okay. okay. So, and we'll, we'll see if we end up covering those. They're not great. If I remember, they're kind of fun. So we'll see. Um, the, uh, yeah, so this is, this is a depowered Magneto. And I think they just do that. So we can't just like turn the earth's poles, you know, like Magneto could probably take apocalypse. Yeah. Uh, the height of his powers. Magneto is extremely powerful. Um, um, yeah. Uh, so Bishop shoots him, Yes. you know, uh, he shoots him with his hand, like his, his rechanneled energy, like the energy of apocalypse teleporting in, he rechannels. Excellent. Uh, apocalypse is suitably impressed and realizes that this is the mysterious stranger that the X-Men have been chasing since Seattle. Um, and basically says like, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to capture you and send you to, uh, all of my telepathic people and figure out what the fuck your, your situation is. And then basically starts beating the shit out of Bishop at the same time. Yeah. Yep. With his mega arms. Cause yeah. apocalypse can get big fists. I love big fists. You know, uh, <laughs> the, uh, you know, just, just being the crap, like kind of losing it, yeah. you know, just beating the crap out of him, uh, here. Magneto is bleeding. You know, he calls him a butcher. You've gone mad. I curse you, etc. cetera. Claremontian dialogue, uh, of him. And, uh, you know, they're basically just having their battle of like good versus evil in dialogue. And, uh, you know? Magneto's still rocking the double <laughs> ponytail, which is just mm-hmm. a, a strong statement for a, a white man in the night. Brush that hair. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Gotta brush that hair. Um, so they, and it's basically time to fight. And, um, but Apocalypse reveals that he knows that, um, the child exists, uh, that Magneto's kid, Charles Xavier, uh, which is what she's called, Charles Xavier Lesnar, mm-hmm. um, yeah. is, and is below in the secret tunnels and Vanisher is off to get him. So like, if you, if you explode this stuff, I think this is, yeah. So if you, he, he reconfigured this plasma rifle, if it explodes, it's going to kill them both. And Apocalypse is saying like, Hey, it's definitely going to kill you. It may not kill me. Yeah. And I'm definitely going to kill your kid if you, if you die. So are you, do you have the bravery yeah. to do that? And of course Magneto doesn't. Yeah, Magneto, Magneto, uh, you know, doesn't do it. Uh, and here's where they explain how he got depowered. Um, it's he, Magneto took down Apocalypse's celestial ship, uh, which you know Apocalypse does have a gigantic ship shaped like an A uh, that has shown up in old X Factor things. And I guess like for people who are worrying where that ship was, like why doesn't why doesn't Apocalypse fly around in a spaceship anymore? This answers that question. Off camera, Magneto sunk it. And um, that's how he lost his powers. Gotcha. Um, you know, and uh, yeah, he's, uh, Apocalypse basically just keeps villaining him, beating him up. You know, in a blink of time, you'll be gone. So will your offspring. We go to the tunnels underground where uh, Nanny is there walking around and she's created like a little like womb. So, like she's no longer an egg. Somebody. She's like a fun womb. Please mod this into Death Stranding on PC. I just turn, <laughs> turn, what's his name? The Walking Dead guy into the Nanny from this comic book yes and just robot from age of allow me to build roads and talk to my baby throughout the rest of the game and have this many guns at the same time because that that game was kind of boring without guns there's uh there's two things i want to point out about this uh one i'm going to keep harping on this how inconsistently the age and size of charles xavier is because now he's roughly a foot and a half tall Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and uh he's been as tall as four feet second this underground tunnel has a fun little snake that gets to see this whole thing going on the snake in the upright hand corner snake buddy what's up dudes what's going on <laughs> yeah. somebody has also spray painted apocalypse like sucks, sucks. maybe yeah. <laughs> 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 who's doing that <laughs> yeah i don't know these tunnels 
Um, I also enjoy Charles's reactions while he's in the thing, which is very also very yeah. Death Stranding because uh, he's spooked at first when somebody appears out of nowhere, and then extremely excited when the nanny bursts out with all of its weaponry. Yeah, nanny turns into a big gun monster mm-hmm. and kills Vanisher. I presumably we actually don't know what happens there. Yeah, yeah, they're gonna be. This um, is gonna so be a some time. Yeah, time passes. We don't know how much time passes, but the X Men get back yes. uh, from evacuating all those people off the coast. This is uh, this specific team of X-Men. So we got like Banshee, Iceman, Storm, Quicksilver, Exodus, and Dazzle. Nothing like introducing your team on page 13. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> very late credits is what I'm saying. Um, yeah, so they introduce, like everybody jumps off and they're immediately trying to figure out what's going on. Um, uh, Magne- they, somebody says uh, Magneto you know, could have defeated all of these people in their sleep, but this looks like something serious. Um, and they, they just can't they find, find his anybody. helmet. Yeah. Yeah, they they find his helmet, which uh, earlier in the issue he just took off to reminisce about Xavier. Mm-hmm. So it's not that big of a mystery here. Um, he was just know. holding it, it's, and then he fell down. Xavier would have wanted it this way because he could shut down my brain. Yes, um, so I like to take off the helmet when I talk to talk to his tombstone. Um, you know, and uh, yeah, they basically they're just they want to figure out what's going on. Um, they talk about uh, you know the the tunnels and stuff, and as they're doing this, a uh, vanisher pops out. Uh, and Iceman found him mm-hmm. uh, in the tunnel. So Iceman went and did a whole little adventure we don't get to see. Just, uh, <laughs> I mean, they are just robbing me of primo Iceman content, and it's so yeah. frustrating. I'm so sick of not getting my Iceman fantasies in, in, on the page. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. You got to read the Iceman Limited series for that. Um, they look from his wounds, and they make their medicine check and see that he was uh, killed by short-range precision plasma, which means nanny, which means that uh, Charles' life is in danger. So Exodus and Dazzler go into the tunnels to find them. Yeah. Meanwhile, Quicksilver um, figures the best person to ask about where Magneto and Banshee would be, not Banshee, Bishop would be, is Angel. Um, and so he, he, we switch over there. Angel is thinking like, it's all coming apart. Uh, I'm going to have to pick a side. You know, I can't keep playing both ends. And uh, this is when Quicksilver shows up and kind of like beats the hell out of him a little bit and basically calls him a yeah. loser. His opening line is, it must be nice, Worthington, to have running water. Uh, which I don't know if, I wonder, I was thinking about Quicksilver only having like a couple seconds to workshop that, since he runs so fast, and that's why his, that line is so lame. Uh, <laughs> that would be my excuse, too. Like, I wish I had that. Like, yeah. the reason that I'm so bad at jokes on podcasts is because I'm so quick with I'm them. S- so fast. Super speed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he goes, you know, to rinse the blood off your hands. Uh, and it's like, oh, this doesn't make a whole lot of sense. He also uh, dispatched the rest of, uh, just a couple things ago. Uh, he dispatched the rest of the X-Men to go grab Rogue. Yes. Yep. And let her know about Magneto being missing. Because everyone's going to come together for X-Men Omega. Yeah. So they all fight Apocalypse together. Um, you know, uh, this is a pretty cool, like, badass Quicksilver scene. You know, beats him up. He dismantled his security system. You know, Angel reaches for a gun and he grabs it and dismantles it into little pieces. Very cool. You know? Uh, yeah, I like Quicksilver a lot. Um, I think Quicksilver basically, has the uh, shortest hair out of any other character in this arc or in any of these comic books. That's... That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't, didn't really notice that. He's got some seriously um, long bangs, but other than that, like it's just a normal haircut. So good, yeah. good on you. He's got, he's got the shortest hair, by which you mean he's got like six inch bangs. So they go down to his chin, but that's a uh, that's as short as it gets. Um, so they basically he's like, "Hey, where did everyone go?" And Angel's like, "I'll tell you for free." Yeah. Uh, you know, um, you know, Bishop is being tortured uh, at the Tabernacle of the Madri in Quebec. Oh, yeah. well, that's in Quebec. I. I wonder why, why that it's is very, very strange. Uh, also tabernacle. 
<laughs> like, yeah, of, yeah. All, all, of all of the things that hold people, you went with tabernacle, like not the yeah. not the stadium, not the church, not the academy, well, the, the, yeah, not, institution, not normal, like a normal church. Like they're they're a religion, but yeah, the tabernacle, tabernacle. I love it. Um, and uh, Magneto is being you know just held by Apocalypse, and Quicksilver has to choose like his father or his father's mission. You know, do I do I go save Bishop because that's what my father would have wanted to undo the timeline, or do I go save my father who uh, I love? Yeah. Um, we jump over to the tabernacle where Bishop's getting uh, Quebec's doing great, man. Quebec is look, look at how look dude, how beautiful Quebec is. I would live in, in Quebec. Like you could probably get like a twelve hundred dollar month two bedroom in Quebec somewhere. They have great internet. Like this would be great. Yep. Yeah. This, in this terms of awesome. Age of Apocalypse, this is like a, a paradise. Yes. Yes. Other than seen. the actual paradise that we've seen, this is the best paradise yeah. we've seen so far. <laughs> Second best paradise. <laughs> um, we're at the tabernacle of the Madri, and um, they are torturing Bishop. Um, and a kind of panel that looks reasonably cool. Like I, I kind of dig all of this. Yeah. Um, and they are releasing the shadow King from um, his, his bottle, I guess. And we, yeah. we get this full page spread that I very much like, like this is fucking awesome. Yeah, this is cool. Yeah. And yeah. this is the shadow King eating Bishop's memories essentially. And seeing this entire alternate timeline play out and like kind of questioning if it's true and realizing that it probably is. And like, this 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 is a crazy fucking thing, and it gets to the point where he literally just drops out of Bishop. Um, yeah, I, I love Bishop's memory of the founding X Men. Yes, everybody. Yeah. He he remembers yeah, the cover yeah. of X Men number one in nineteen sixty two. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you remember seeing a picture of it or something? And Shadow King decided to hone in on that. Um, but th- this is very cool. You know, uh, he says, "Oh, you know, Xavier, I remember him. He tried to to mess with me." Um, you know, this can't actually be the truth. And then he leaves, you know, he can't create this bond, uh, with him. He's been expunged from it, um, because of Bishop's weird mind. And then, uh oh, Abyss comes, eats two Madri for fun. Uh, and then he says he's going to eat Bishop to get his memory. Hell yeah. And he talks in you different know? colored fonts. He's lots of fonts. Like yeah. if you like different fonts, you will love Abyss. Yeah. Uh, in this. Um, you know, he's basically saying like this, you know, this suggests that time is up for the age of apocalypse and I can't allow that. Yes. So I'm going to kill this guy before he can, you know, make the timeline jump. I'm going to frip him and I'm going to frip him good. <laughs> frip him good. This is where I do my fripping. Fripping what I do. Yeah. Um, Quicksilver goes back to Xavier's estate, having decided basically to pursue Bishop, um, and tells the team what happened and it's like yeah we, we've got to go to the bishop thing and uh the last page of this issue is storm trying to say like hey don't shut me out like you're making this really difficult decision i you know i i know that this is hard for you and he's like um oh, i'm fine i'm good i'm don't don't, don't worry about it i'm, I'm yeah don't yeah I'm, I'm all right yeah uh storm also short hair that's probably why they get along short hair don't care i love it yeah sure <laughs> don't care is what they have in common they met on uh you know on r slash short hair don't care <laughs> i was gonna yeah, say onlybangs.com but okay <laughs> <laughs> only bangs is way better why didn't you say that before my stupid because i was moving my chair <laughs> I was so close i was so close classic excuse because uh, uh, i was i was quick silver god only, only bangs actually bones. sounds like a like a, a thing that could be a website only bangs sure like if you're sick of porn that has anything other than the bangs i suppose it is absolute like you go there and it's a picture of a woman in um uh not spandex in like stockings and i am a man looking for a woman or a woman looking for a man so this this exists oh cool (laughs) 
Um, so I'm not going not, to name not, uh, the episode that is what that just taught me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We don't need to do some buzz marketing for a porn site yes. on this podcast. Uh, don't want to get delisted uh, for that. And if we did, I would want it to be like a synergistic like X-Men porn site. Sure. Like Age of Cockalypse or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like there's probably Age of Cocktalips. Like there's there's probably something we can do like instead Age of, of consent instead of ashleymadison.com it'd be like madisonpryor.com is that what we're yeah, <laughs> ashley madrox <laughs> ashley madrox are you looking for are you looking for a woman that looks just like jean gray and jean gray is your wife we have a we have a service for you <laughs> that's really good Jerry. you're on you're on fire at the end of this episode we're even hiding this for the last 90 minutes Wow, <laughs> fuck you too, Butterfield. <laughs> Where have you been hiding this in the last 90 minutes? <laughs> I need to throw some guppy energy at you. Uh, surprisingly uh, <laughs> insightful for you. <laughs> yeah. um, Ashley, Ashley Madison Pryor is exceedingly good. <laughs> I'm very proud of you. <laughs> really good. Oh, man. That's it. Uh, so this is, this is also leading into the, the fourth issue. Um, you know, still have those number fours to go, and then they're going to Omega, which is a big brawl. Um, so we're, we're getting everybody in the same place, basically, yeah. for the next couple of weeks. Uh, the, uh, the comic book t- describes it as, uh, up next, a gathering of forces and a coming of death. So yep. um, super, super excited about that. Um, this, was, this was okay. Uh, I, you know, I... Again, this is all like peace setting, it feels like, in the middle of this, uh, which is weird yeah. because we spent all of our number one issues like introducing everybody and kind of checking in. And then like number two barely moved this plot at all. And then like now our number threes are like, okay, let's get everybody in so we can. Let's get everybody for the finale. Bash everybody yeah. against one another. Um, this actually, yeah, this actually yeah. got me to go and look how many issues that we had left because I was like, surely like we've got like 15, 16 <laughs> issues left, right? Like, what are we doing? Yeah. Yeah, it, it's a it's a weird thing. It's a, a weird thing about the structure of an alternate reality, you know, side thing like this where they have to set it up. And they also wanted this all as opposed to doing a series of short stories that take place in this world. They wanted this all to tie together. Yeah. At the end, like the last issue is this double lengthed thing where it's like everybody's in the in the same book, you know. Um, and the next the next issue we're going to cover, which is X Men number three, uh, is also kind of place setting, but is a little bit more action heavy and. Does the uh, a coming of a death kind of thing where like a lot of people die because it's Age of Apocalypse and oh no, Age of Apocalypse Toad is dead. You know, who gives a shit? Like, yeah. you know, these these major characters can die in the Age of Apocalypse. So they start actually doing some some kind of more momentous feeling stuff a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we, we've got a little ways in these number threes to do this stuff. Um, yeah. And uh, it'll be fun when it all comes together. I'm looking forward to Nation X. I like the stuff with the humans. I think that's interesting. Yeah, me too. Uh, and I'm looking forward to whatever we do next. Yeah, you know, Adrian, I'm really enjoying Age of Apocalypse, but I'll be interested to uh, to move to another zone. Yeah, um, I want to do something good next. Like this is not yeah. bad, but I want to do something like unqualified good. Uh, so yeah, we'll uh, we'll we'll see yeah. what we can come up with. In the meantime, if you want to support the show, ratings and reviews on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts are extremely helpful. Um, Patreon.com/slash/techvtv is the way to support the show and the network directly. Uh, and you get a bunch of cool benefits from that exclusive content from Gary and Cole access to the Slack channel where you can discuss um, what your profile paragraph would be on hashleymadisonprior.com. Just, just go ahead. <laughs> just go ahead and dump a bunch of those in there. Weep Lord. I'm kind of curious what you would say. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, all kinds of cool stuff. We appreciate each and every one of you that have done that. And uh, yeah, we'll be back in a couple of days with X-Man three. Yeah. Take care.